Hello and welcome to That Mental Shit. My name is Lauren, but you can call me Lo, and I am here to help you figure out that mental mess in your head so you can live the best life you know you deserve. Today's episode, we're going to talk about feeling the feels, processing your emotions, but also not dwelling in your shit. I'm a firm believer in like the it's okay to not be okay, but there's a fine line between dwelling and letting it take over your life and and then on the other hand, processing to empower. You have to feel your feelings. You do. I. You have to feel your feelings, but you need to use them to fuel your fire to continue on and conquer life, right? Like, okay, so my son is seven. And in our house, we've raised our son very openly with feelings. I cry in front of him. And then there are times, for those of you, I know I've talked about a little bit, I'm bipolar. I've been bipolar for 12 years. And I'm not okay sometimes. And I'm medicated and I'm stable, but I can't control everything. I cry in front of my kids. And then there's times that I would cry and, Mommy, are you okay? What's wrong? And it'd be one of those things that like, I'm crying for no reason. Just, it's okay, mommy's brain. You know, I don't know why I'm crying. I, I, no reason. Sometimes I just feel like crying, buddy. And it's become a very normal situation in our family that he cries sometimes. Just when I'm like, oh, you know, baby, why are you crying? Is everything okay? He goes, mommy, I just feel like crying. Just because he needs to cry. And it makes my heart so proud to know that my husband and I have cultivated something in our house where our kids feel safe to express emotion without, I don't know how you want to say it, without shame, without feeling like they're crazy. I never tell him not to cry. I never tell him, you know, oh, it's going to be okay because I want him to process what's happening. Strengthening your mind is key for everyday resilience and grit when handling life. But life happens. We're all human. We all have feeling. Mental strength in mastering your mind doesn't come from ignoring that shit. It comes from actually feeling them. Feeling them when you need to cry, knowing it's completely normal to feel, but we can't dwell on them. Dwelling on the feelings, that's where it gets dangerous. I come from two very different families. My mom's side, my Italian side's all up in the fields, hugging, loving, tons of hugs, love, outward emotion, saying I love you. But then my dad's side was raised very differently. Emotions weren't talked about. Now, my dad and my mom were 10 years apart. My dad being older, him and his eight siblings were also raised in a very different generation. Like, you have to keep that in mind. Generational. Right now, in 2022, these kids, these millennials, these whatever, they're Gen Zers. Is that what they're? I don't know very in their feels, very in their emotions, but that's not how our parents grew up. That's not how other parents, their parents grew up. As the third of like, I'm the third youngest in a list of bajillion cousins on my dad's side. The third youngest and like my oldest cousin is like 20 years older than me, I think. I have to say like, there's a lot to watch in that situation. No one has really ever told me specifically, but from a young age, I could tell that it, was, it wasn't it was okay to not be okay. That side of my family doesn't really talk very much about feelings or emotions or hugging. And 
Maybe you were born in that generation, raised to shut your mouth, keep your feelings inside, be strong for your mom, be strong for your sisters. Mental health wasn't even a topic of conversation, right? Depression was cured then with alcohol and pills because they were forced to shut up. Any other than that, they would send you to the loony bin. Like if you go far enough back in generations, say nothing so the neighbors don't know. Or maybe you were raised by somebody in that generation. So in turn, that was like passed on to you. No feelings, no crying, suck it up. Nothing's wrong with you. Other people have it worse. Medication makes you weak. Boomers, boomers, words are hard. Boomers grew up in an era when mental health issues were not discussed. Must, much less acknowledged. Conditions like, I don't know, anorexia, bulimia, ADHD, PTSD, bipolar, autism, learning disabilities, right, were unheard of. And depression and anxiety were viewed as weakness. Boomers were and accustomed to toughing things out, right? It's the generation they lived in. They went through a lot of shit. And they didn't learn how to ask help for when things got difficult because it was kind of difficult for everybody, right? But those attitudes towards mental health, mental toughness, don't make them immune to mental illness. So current statistics, if you want to talk numbers, show that 25% of people over 55 experience some form of mental health issues, but they go undiagnosed or untreated. Wherever you are in this, a boomer, a Gen X, a millennial, maybe no one said this to you, so I'm just going to take a second and say it. I'm going to give you permission that it's okay to not be okay. I know I do a lot of tough love on here, and I know I talk about grit and no excuses. It's okay to not be okay. I don't want you to be okay all the time. I don't, that would be weird. And there is such thing as toxic positivity. I want you to cry. I want you to feel emotion all ranges of emotion. That's normal. If we weren't supposed to feel emotions, they wouldn't be built into our bodies. Emotions were given to us. I know it's like much easier to suppress that shit and move on. You want to ignore the feelings because sometimes they can just be super painful or uncomfortable. But as humans, like we naturally hate to feel uncomfortable. But here's the thing, right? You're going to push these feelings down and they're going to start to bubble up and you're going to take both hands and you're going to keep shoving them farther and farther down. And you're going to probably think, okay, there we go. All gone. All gone. Put that shit away. Put it in a box. Compartmentalize. But it's kind of like a stomach ache. You're going to start feeling super uncomfy, not only now in your brain, but all up in the body. There's this thing in your brain when you pretend feelings don't exist. You're sending a message to your brain that whatever the emotion is, good or bad, that it's dangerous. We are, what, homo sapiens, right? Cavemen. Our brain thinks we're in trouble. Our body is going to respond like we are. That's hardwired into us. So then you're going to start feeling what? Rapid heartbeat, shallow breathing. That's normal for a fear response. But trying to make the feeling smaller you actually make them larger and more overwhelming because pushing them farther and farther down, just because you're not acknowledging the motion, they're going to start showing up in different ways. Are you having trouble sleeping? You find yourself pouring 
maybe more wine than normal or more hard alcohol than normal. If you're a smoker, probably going to start smoking more often to like calm the nerves, right? And anxiety. Here's the thing with that. If you are feeling anxious and you have no freaking idea why you're feeling so anxious and you're trying to calm yourself down, you probably feel anxiety about a completely different topic thinking that that's the culprit when in fact, it's the shit you're trying to suppress and forget about. Even if you've successfully forgotten about it, it's in the back of your brain at all times. And you know what? It can actually manifest deeper than that. Go back to like the general generational gap in processing emotions. I was asked by someone close to me to talk about like, I'm going to read this quote. This is exactly what they put. They wanted me to talk about undiagnosed ADHD and learning disabilities in children and teens that leads to anxiety and depression in adults and a tendency to self-medicate and to piggyback on that, how it usually runs in families. Now, I want to dig into that topic, like on a different episode, like the whole topic. But I know the person who sent this to me and I know this person very well, I thought. And I looked up to this person my entire life. And when I read it, it made me cry. Actually, I bawled in the bathtub. (laughs) Because I can't help but wonder if this person I've looked up to my entire life and I never knew anything was wrong. Do they want me to talk about it? Because that's what they deal with. Most people, when I ask what they want me to talk about on my podcast, they're very specific topics. And I know the reason they brought up these topics is because either they are dealing with it or someone very close to them is dealing with it. It honestly breaks my heart. And then I had to ask myself, is that what happens when you don't acknowledge feelings or that things are wrong, or when your parents don't allow you to acknowledge feelings, when there's that generational curse of, of not being, not allowing people to not be okay. Undiagnosed ADHD that tends to lead to anxiety and depression in adults. Did your parents not allow you to have a learning disability or to suck it up? I know a lot of ADHD, oh, it's just, um, you know, it's just a kid. They don't want to study. They don't want to do this. They, you know, oh, they're just being a kid. In turn, it's not honestly just important to like feel feelings for ourselves, but we have to because what we can cause to others by not feeling our feelings. And if you're going to be a parent or you are a parent, this is why it's so important to learn a healthy way to process emotions so that you can raise emotionally aware kids so we can stop the generational curses of addiction, suicide, alcohol abuse. Just because you don't want to be uncomfy, you're willing to put your child through that? You're willing to maybe in a few years, they're going to tell somebody who has a podcast or who's has a motivational speaking position or somebody that they need to know about undiagnosed ADHD as a child that leads to alcohol abuse as an adult? Are you willing to put your child through that because you don't want to be uncomfy? 
am very passionate about this topic. If you won't do it for yourself, do it for people after you, your kids. We have to stop the way the world works right now. The shameful feelings of not being okay. Oh, don't cry. Oh, don't do that. It's not that bad. Here, actually, you know what? If you have a child and they cry and you say, suck it up because it's not that bad or, you know, it's not that big of a deal. If you're saying that to a five-year-old, what's happening that makes them cry is the worst thing they've ever experienced in their entire life because they're five. You are 30. You are 35. You are 40. Who are you to say what they're feeling right now is not valid? Passionate people. Passionate about this topic. Have you guys seen, okay, have you guys seen the new Disney movie Encanto? It's my one-year-old daughter's like new obsession. So we are on like probably number 50 of watching it. It's a pretty freaking movie for a Disney movie. And when I say that, I mean like the characters have a lot of depth. So in a quick summary, Encanto is about a huge family who all have different gifts or miracles or just another term of superpowers, right? And there is this one character, Her she's Aunt Peppa or Tia Peppa. She can control the weather with her emotions. Good feelings cause sunny skies and rainbows. Negative feelings cause cloud storms, hurricanes. The entire movie, though, whenever she gets stressed or worried and it starts to rain or it forms a cloud, people always tell her to make it go away. Peppa, you have a cloud. Peppa. And then she starts, like, petting her braid. Clear skies, clear skies, clear skies. What I got from that? is that because her feelings are inconvenient for everybody else, she's meant to shut them out. So at the end of the movie, when she releases her feelings, and when she's when she realizes she's allowed to feel her, let it go, let it go. Okay, you didn't need to hear me sing. The cloud is actually only above her and nobody else. And she's like dancing in hail. When she would feel... When people were suppressing it, it would turn the whole town into like a freaking hurricane. Being allowed to feel your feelings allows you to better control them and learn how to handle your situations without it affecting everybody else. Feelings are not good or bad. It's what we do with them that matters. You can't have happy without the sad. How would you know if a situation was happy if you didn't know what sad was? You can't connect with others if you don't understand emotion. That's where empathy comes from. I want you to feel your feelings. If you didn't get that by now, I want you to feel your feelings, but for a purpose. Hmm? Yeah. After you're done crying, screaming, shaking, sleeping, it's time to find your purpose in the pain. There is purpose in pain. There is purpose in pain. Pain is not for no reason. You can't dwell in your shit. Feeling feelings is one thing, but allowing them to consume you, allowing yourself to feel pity, to play the what was me game, we aren't here for that shit. You can't sit in your shit. Last Monday, I was feeling overwhelmed, okay? I do have a few jobs, a business that I run. I'm a mom, I work from home, blah, blah, blah. I knew I had a lot to do. And when I get overwhelmed, I tend to like retreat and just stop doing anything because I feel like I don't know where to start. I felt myself doing that on Monday. At first, I was all hyped, making to-do lists. And then when it came to taking the actual action, I froze. I ended up retreating. 
I was trying to be really aware of my feelings lately, especially with the podcast and trying to figure out how to help you guys and what was causing that. I'm noticing my energy and I found I tend to want to disassociate when I get overwhelmed. Like I don't want to talk to anybody. I get quiet. I'm in my own head and I tend to want to take a bath before bed and like sit on TikTok for hours. But before I would go to bed feeling overwhelmed and I would let it take over my thoughts, I which leads to waking up overwhelmed and it's just kind of like a vicious cycle. So instead this time, instead of just accepting the fact I was overwhelmed, I wanted to like figure out why. So I opened up my journal and brain dumped everything on my mind. This is kind of a snippet. I took a snippet of what I journaled. I felt overwhelmed and I was retreating. I wasn't really taking talking to my kids or my husband the rest of the night. I was very much in my head thinking of everything. I started to feel my mood go down. I was really aware of what was happening and I know I can't sleep without figuring this out. So why am I feeling overwhelmed? Where did this come from? When did it start? The feeling of overwhelm might be nervousness for the fact my future is taking off and things are about to change and I'm in a season of growth. So buckle up, babe. It's time to reach another level. Continuing reading for my journal, maybe overwhelm is just the feeling before you become the next version of yourself and you have to get over the overwhelm to be able to actually elevate to that next version. Learn how to feel, learn how to control the feeling of overwhelm. Lauren, think of what you used to be overwhelmed by that doesn't bother you now because you're a different version of you from growth. Overwhelm is just before the next step in greatness. After processing that, I suddenly felt like the entire weight lifted. My brain was clear. My anxiety was settled. I got into bed. I was able to smile for the first time in hours. I even felt this burst of energy and was so excited to tell my husband what I worked through. Being able to name the feeling that was taking over my brain, but also working through it to find the meaning allowed me to process, understand where it came from, and learn more about my thought process and how to overcome But most importantly, also to let it go, to continue. I want you to feel your feelings because I want you to heal. You need to heal. You need to heal from the past to continue on with the future you deserve. And when you learn how to heal from the feelings you have been carrying with you, healing from things that happen to you tomorrow is going to be a lot easier and a lot quicker like I did. Form those habits of processing feelings. Recognize the signs. If you're having trouble identifying or labeling the shit in your head, this is a sign you haven't fully processed them yet. I'm not going to leave you hanging. We're going to talk about how to process and use it to fuel your fire, but give yourself a fucking break. Unless you had some phenomenal upbringing by like a monk, processing emotion probably won't come natural to you. First, you can't process feelings if you don't notice you're having them, people. You have to be willing to be self-aware. Notice the emotions you're feeling. Good, bad, and different. Then name that shit. I'm feeling angry. I feel resentful. I feel sadness. I feel jealousy. Expand your vocabulary if you can't. Open up a thesaurus if you can't figure out the name for your feeling. Now, here's the one thing you probably miss, like most people. Accepting that shit. Naming it is nothing. You have to end the struggle against the emotion. We live in the society of like toxic positivity. Just think positive. Look on the bright side. There's a silver lining. It's fucking horrible for the brain. Accept it, but don't dwell in it, right? You're feeling it. Cool. Accepted. You're in denial, but now it's time to move on. I want you to start a journal. 
don't roll your eyes at me. I didn't say a diary. No hearts or glitter or pink binding. Lock that throw away. I mean, unless that's your thing, then go right ahead. But honestly, nothing fancy. Nothing you'll ever show anyone. My journal is actually my Google Drive because I can add it as an app on my phone. A shortcut leads straight to it. So wherever I am and I have a place to process. Plus, I can type faster than I write and I need to be able to like get it all out before I lose train of thought. I use my journal to brain dump, okay? It probably doesn't make sense at all. It's just like this continuous stream of thoughts. But by writing about the emotion freely, even if I don't know where to start, I found leads to the answer eventually. Even if it takes like five pages to get through the process of why, I still get there. So start a journal and start with the simple question, why the fuck am I feeling this right now? What caused it? How did I get here? Why am I feeling like this? Then just fucking word vomit emotion all over the page and get it out. Get it out of the brain, people. Now, the next step, using feelings to fuel your fire. Now that you processed it, what the fuck are you going to do with it? How can you learn from what's happening right now? When you're able to label the emotion and understand its cause, you're in a much better place to address it with the right action, okay? But you need to choose which emotions you respond to. You don't have to respond to all of them. What ones need to be released because they don't serve you or what needs attention? My feeling of overwhelm, that needed attention because I needed to learn the triggers and how to manage it since it'll happen again. If you're feeling fear or anxiety, it can actually be used as a powerful motivator that encourages you to persevere through the shit that's making you anxious. The feeling of fear and anxiety can actually be repurposed. It's natural to feel anxious before like a presentation at work. But what it can also be is just your body's way of giving you energy you need to give a great performance. I remember there was this young girl on Ellen DeGeneres a few years ago. I don't know what they were talking about. I don't remember it, but I'll always remember what she said. She goes, Ellen was like, are you nervous? And she goes, I don't get nervous. Nervous and excitement are the same feeling. And I choose to be excited. Bruh, what? I don't get nervous. Nervous and excitement are the same feeling. Think about it. It totally is. And she just chose excitement instead of being, what a smart child. Anger now, if you feel angry, can be fueled into creativity. When you're in a bad mood, go back to like a difficult problem you couldn't solve. When I get angry, I get like vengeful, but in a way that's like, I'm going to prove you wrong. Think of negative emotion as like fuel that can burn on the path. The negative shit just might actually help you dig deeper and find a solution that that your happier self would never have uncovered. Envy can be put, like jealousy can be put into self-betterment. Jealousy can trigger us feeling like the grass is greener on the other side. I wish I was like this. I wish I was like that. I wish I was pretty. But the actual emotion can be turned into bettering ourselves. Figure out why you're jealous. What is it that you really envy about that person? Your sister's friends or a sense of belonging maybe? Do you want your cousin's job? Or do you maybe just want a sense of like accomplishment? You can have anything you want in life if you can identify what those things are. Loss can lead to gratitude. Sometimes, I mean, we know that though, but like sometimes it takes losing something important to get us to feel grateful for what we still have. 
negative emotions are fucking painful. But they're there to show you the next stage of growth. When you can see where the work needs to be done, you run towards it instead of away from it. You stop suffering. You grow. You use it to become the bad bitch. Being the best version of you, the one who will make you the most fulfilled and happy comes from letting your emotions teach you about what's most important. The most important thing that there is to know about yourself, what you really want. Feeling bad isn't fucking failure. If you don't feel good, feeling bad, if you feel bad, it's not, you didn't fail. It just means you're not on the path, on the right path to what you want. You've, you've dove a little to the side. When you should be going to the left, you're going to the right. Not doing anything, that's failure, okay? Excuses, failure. Quitting, failure. When you turn your emotions like inside out, at the core of that is honestly probably love or like need, need in some form, not want, need. If nothing else, just the negative emotions pass. You have survived 100% of the bad days that you've had. You've become stronger. And I know sometimes the bad feels overwhelming, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and no one is coming to save you. It's not anyone else's job to get you through this, but yourself. If you're in the dark and there's this little, all I can imagine is me on like this dark path and this little old graveyard man, you know, that like works in the graveyard with his little lamp and his cane and the old like scraggly dog. And he got, honey, honey, let me, let me, uh, light your way to the light at the end of the tunnel. Let me help you down your path. But what if he like breaks a hip? What if he falls over dead? What if he has other responsibilities because your life isn't his and he's got shit to do and all of a sudden you're in the dark? You can't rely on somebody to be the light. That's up to you. Are you in the dark and you can't find someone to help you be the light? You light yourself on fucking fire and you become the torch. We don't do glass slippers here. We do maybe some leather heels or leather pants and some red heels. We're our own heroes. No one's going to feel bad about the emotions you have. Maybe empathetic, but no one can do anything but yourself. If nothing else, just no negative emotions pass. Not that the world is a mess and your life is terrible and all hell's about to break loose. But what you want is being blocked by the life you fear. Listen to it. Learn from it. Do something about it. Feel your feelings, but don't sit in your shit. Feel your feelings. Let them fuel your fire. Now get your ass up. Go out and fucking slay. Light yourself on fire. Burn your own path. We're not waiting for Prince Charming. We are Prince Charming. Now do me a favor. Go leave a five-star review. Don't forget, if you found any value in this whatsoever, screenshot the episode, share it with your friends, tag me on Instagram at the Lauren Fritz. I'm proud of you and I love you. Feel those feelings and we will see you next week.